0: afternoon, and welcome to the second last session of the afternoon. Um, we'll be hearing from Alfie J behind me um, on how to do 360 degrees on air campaigns. Alfie has been with Radio Algoa and Port Elizabeth.
1: Algoa uh, FM. <coughs> Algo <Just> FM.
0: <laughs> since it was Radio Algoa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and continues to be with Algoa FM as it is now. Um, as operations director and he'll show us I think two examples of campaigns that have worked really well for them. Alfie. Thank you very much. Um, Disclaimer up front. Um, I think if we could just switch this mic off. Um, Just a little bit of a disclaimer up front. Um, Nothing I tell you today can be considered to be right and I'll tell you why. Because when you're building a campaign it shouldn't be about what Alfie J said or respectfully what Lance Rothschild said or what this guy from that radio station intimates. It should be about your audience, and you should know who they are. If you don't, I beg of you... I mean, I've heard so many good sessions today, people talking passionately about what it is we do in radio. And there's many ways of looking at it. I mean, everyone's got their own opinion. So when Tim contacted me and said, Elf, you guys have had like, serious success with campaigns. You know, You've walked away with awards over the last few years. Can you come and share some of your secrets... What are the secrets? And I'll tell you, they're actually quite simple. We are human beings. We program to operate a certain way. Technology changes the way we think. It shapes the way we do business. Um, And the impact of client interventions makes it sometimes very difficult to navigate. But ultimately, like any rock star will tell you, when they get up on that stage, they feed off the audience. And radio needs to do the same thing. It's difficult when you're sitting in a studio and you're looking at a clock and you're talking to people because you don't really see them, but it's something that is intently important. What I want to do today is I just want to share two examples with you guys of campaigns that we purpose-built. Now, there's a word that I've, I've never liked since the first time I heard it, and I know that um, professors that, that will teach you at this university will tell you it's a magnificent word. It's called bespoke. Um, I can't remember when last I went to a briar or a dinner party and someone used that word. It's not, it's not common language to everyday people. So, I'm not going to tell you that they were bespoke, but if that's your analogy of it, these were bespoke campaigns that we built for our radio station and our audience. Um, can I just quickly see a show of hands? Public radio, raise your hands. Okay, community radio, campus radio, commercial radio, and lastly, ad agencies salespeople. This is going to be fun. (laughs) Okay. So let's start off with something that's quite complex. We live in South Africa. I'm not a politician, so I'm by no means going to even go down that road with you. But we live in a country where different things mean different, uh, have got different values for different people. So a couple of years ago, I'm not going to mention the client because it was a great idea. I just think executed potentially... (sighs) Without thinking about the moral value, um, they lost themselves a little bit, and they got a bit of a hammering, um, and that is Heritage Day. Heritage Day, if you, if you don't know what it really means, please, uh, I urge you, go and Google it. It's a very important day in South Africa's history, and it means different things to a variety of different people. A client, um, not one of our clients, it was a client that ran this campaign nationally, radio, television, press... They went to town and they decided to turn Heritage Day into bra day. Now, yes, a lot of people do bra on Heritage Day, but I remember we ran the campaign and our listeners hammered us because in their minds, we were missing the whole point. So it's always been a bit of a contentious issue. One of the things that we try to do, because in commercial radio, I mean, we're there to make money. Let's not fool ourselves. So every approach and everything we do has to be meticulously thought through. Um, And when you're working with a client, very often... (coughs) with a big ad agency, they come to you with a pre-planned thing. This is what we want to do. These are our objectives. This is how we'd like you to execute it. Um, it's a little bit different when you've got the opportunity, and I say the opportunity, to design your own campaign for something you're passionate about and something you want to deliver. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Um, I'm going to just show you the first example of something. This is something that won us two awards at the Liberty Radio Awards just recently, um, and. I, I think for us it wasn't, it wasn't as much. We never set out. We don't set out and, and benchmark our lives on winning awards. That's not what we do at Go FM. That's not our recipe. Our recipe is to think things through logically, to troubleshoot, and to work from a specific perspective to create a campaign. I'll get into those elements once I've run you through this this uh, presentation. We launched, like a lot of radio stations do, we launched an app. The purpose of the app really is to stay connected with our audience, to engage with them in a positive framework. It's a place where they can go and get the latest news, um, information about the presenters, the competitions, the campaigns, all of that relevant stuff. But what makes our app different from everybody else's is, well, nothing. It's an app. And I say that respectfully. I know that my creative team right now, my digital team, will be hammering me saying, but our app's different. Truth of the matter is an, is, an is an app is an app is an app is an app is an app, and different apps do different things. But if you go and you look at all the apps for all the radio stations, the majority of them, 90% of the stuff that one radio station offers on an app, the other radio station offers on an app. But for our loyal audience, and they engage with us, and they actually take ownership of the business, they require their own app with us. But for us, the challenge wasn't so much what are we going to put on the app But our challenge was, how do we launch the app? How do we get people to go on to Google Store or go on to the App Store and actually download the app and start using it? This is what we came up with.
1: We spent hours. We didn't get any sleep. It works until the early hours of the morning. And then (laughs) we launched it on the App Store. Look, I mean, the presenters didn't do anything. The Algo FM app was ready to be launched and downloaded, but with so many recommendations, suggestions and invitations to our audience on a daily basis, how would we excite and entice them enough to take action? Go download the Algo FM app right now. Download the Algo FM app. Go download the Algo FM app. We encourage you to download it. The idea, combine our core on-air product with something techy and our listeners' love of riddles. What you'll see um, is the passcode required. It's a song title with some of the missing letters filled in and um, emojis as well added as clues. Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. the name of the song. We created a competition that was only available on our app. It required our listeners to crack the passcode for a chance to win. Can you decipher it? There'll be a cryptic clue. So remember Hangman? We used to play Hangman. Yes. We used on-air promo spots, our website, Instagram, and Facebook to promote the upcoming competition. Then, during the week of the competition on-air, we appealed to the intrinsic human nature of our listener, Curiosity and check out the brand new i'll Go fm app you will see what i'm seeing right now i'm not going to say what it is there's something sweet there's a letter b there's a letter t and there's an umbrella that's not an umbrella johnny <laughs> <Paren>. <laughs> it looks it's like a umbrella. wave so something related to two halloween a it does a spook there's a spook. and then four letters after that starting with a t then a dot dot and an n Okay, I'm taking a look at this. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. I don't think it's very hard. I think it is. I'm, I'm struggling with this one. No, it's not uh-uh. really difficult. Uh-uh. I'm struggling. It's a communicative there we device. Go. And then uh. there's the letter M. There's a bullet. Another letter M. Another, another bullet. bullet the letter boy. Y. And then an mm. insect. And name was Maya. Remember the Kidney's program? Yeah. The clues and entry forms were only available on the app. All the presenters build curiosity and encouraged downloads for a chance to win. Get the app, crack the passcode, and that's the only way you can enter. One person who managed <laughs> to do that is Monine. You're a finalist for tomorrow morning. <laughs> Woohoo! <Yay>! <laughs> <laughs> That's how simple it is, and you've got a chance to win a thousand rand in cash, and go go FM branded radio, plus a smartphone or tablet. The result? During the week of the app launch competition, the downloads increased ninefold on a week-to-week basis, and awareness of a new way to engage with our FM was entrenched while having fun. It, it
0: was uh, very pleasing for me to see some of you playing along trying to figure out the clues, so well done. Um, I, I think the, the wrap-up statement there is important, fun. You know, too too often we get so lost in what it is we're hoping for, and when it doesn't arrive, we realize post-campaign camp, post analysis rolls around. We sit there going, you know what, guys, it just wasn't fun for the listener. Uh, what made this one really nice for us was the fact that um, the on-air team had to engage with the audience all the time. They had to speak to them about what the daily clue was. They had to unpack it for them. And uh, as you heard, some of the guys there, they were having a heck of a lot of fun in studio just communicating with each other and trying to figure out, A, how to explain um, how to explain that code to the audience um, without actually giving it away. So that that made it good. The on-air elements for us in this campaign were great simply because the presenters could play along. Some of them actually really didn't know what the words were, that they, t- they really didn't know. I just want to talk a little bit about that campaign. Um, for us, the important thing was we had our app, we had the look for our app, it matched the CI or the corporate identity of the radio station, all of those factors that had already been built into the app. But now you're trying to get people to change their habit. Because their habit of interacting with the radio station traditionally was we'll phone in, or we'll get invited to studio, or we'll get invited to an activation and we might come to the outside broadcast point. And believe it or not, for a while there, many years back, people used to actually send us fax, faxes on a fax machine. But then we started with SMS, and then it went to email. Today it's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's Twitter. And every single one of these platforms requires a different action from your listener. And therefore, the attraction that you create for them to interact with you, to engage with you, has got to be different. It's sincerely so we all have a logo. I mean, there's ours. We have a logo, and that lives on our website, and the logo lives on Instagram, and the logo lives on Facebook, and the logo lives on Twitter, and that's great. You've got to brand yourself, otherwise people don't know who you are. But when you are running a campaign where there's a lot of visual elements going down, you've got to think through the size of what you're going to be putting on, 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 on the website. And you've got to think through, if this element works on the website, on this size computer screen, is that same graphic going to work for me in Facebook? Is that same graphic going to work for me in Twitter? Is it going to work for me when I put it on the app? And how do you manage all that content? So the key, the key drivers here are the following, and, and I'm probably talking a little bit all over the place, but bear with me a minute. When you're building a campaign, you've got to ask yourself a very important question. Who is this campaign targeting? If your answer is all the listeners, please go and do some more homework because not all campaigns will appeal to all your listeners. And even if you are a youth station that targets specifically youth, if you go and look at what BRC is telling you, you will find that it's not only youth listening to you. And now you've got to ask yourself the question, fundamentally, If the core focus of this campaign is on the youth, then don't worry about everybody older than 25. But if you want everybody to be a part of it, that then starts putting a whole new spin on who it is that you're targeting in the campaign. That will help you influence the way you go about your campaign, the incentives you put on those campaigns, what you're offering, what kind of interaction, what people will benefit from from interacting with you on that campaign. The next question you've got to ask yourself is why. And ultimately, that's the one I heard JD mention it this morning, um, and and it's fact. Why are you running this campaign? Why did we want to run a Heritage Day campaign? I'll get to that in a moment. Our app launch was a simple one. We needed to get people to download the app, otherwise finance was gonna cry, the business was gonna cry because we spent all this money on the app and now people are not downloading it. So we went and we designed this, and the whole purpose of the campaign was we need people to download the app, how are we gonna do it? And fun and engaging games Everybody loves it. That wasn't too difficult. It really wasn't. I don't know if you, if you saw those clues, but if you were listening to our station, those are all big hits at the time. It was the right frame of mind, and we gave enough clues around it for people to actually figure it out, so it wasn't difficult. Downloading the app was just two clicks for them. They had the app on their phone. They could enter on the phone. But what was nice is that outside of listening to us and outside of the on-air promos that we're running and the presenters, we were ad hoc mentioning all of the stuff when people went to our website, it was there in front of them. When they went to Instagram, it came up in their feed. When they went to Facebook, we were communicating with them about how to go about downloading the app and how to get involved. And you saw there, the incentive wasn't wildly mad. I mean, daily we gave away 1,000 rand, and go FM branded radio, which between you and I cost 300 rand, plus the branding. Um, it's not a lot, but it's sometimes not about the price. And you can ask anyone in big commercial radio, Sometimes giving away two tickets to a movie, a great movie, some popcorn and a Coke, will get a bigger result than giving away 5,000 or any cash. I kid you not, because people want to do something that they can have fun with and that they can share with other people. In terms of the app launch, we asked ourselves who. The who for us was people that are already interacting with us in the social media scenario, but we wanted more information about them, and we wanted to offer them something which if they went to their mobile phone or their tablet, they could get it. Mission accomplished, um, but that was us just thinking through how we could engage with them. The next question you want to ask yourself is when, because typically Christmas is when, um, Easter is when. The dates are already preset, but the when in this instance isn't so much when when to celebrate Christmas as an example, if you celebrate Christmas on your station, but rather when to start planning the promotion. Because you see, one of the things that people have told you today already, it's one of the things you guys know, it's one of the things that you'll be told tomorrow and the day after, is that radio really is the original immediate medium. If something happens right now, we can be on the air about it. Yes, someone standing at the scene can tweet about it. Someone can be on Facebook. But you know, even people with 7 million followers are never there when it happens. So radio normally gets there first with all the right facts. or At least we hope so. But the reality is this. As quick as I can come up with a promotion and get it on air in the next 20 minutes. Graphic design takes longer, and it's not because your graphics people are slow. It's just to design something that is beautiful takes time, I promise you. You can go steal images off the web and you can use stock images, that's cute, but then you are not being the three important things that radio wants to be, unique, compelling and difficult to duplicate. So the when becomes very important. When do you plan the promotion? When do you execute the promotion? How does it all flow together? During the promotion, some of these moments here that you heard in that app launch promo, we actually listened to our own radio station, copied some of the stuff, and instead of just, in the typical did you hear the breakfast show this morning promo, we had a separate promo schedule running for those cool on-air moments where we were actually engaging with our audience about the competition. And we're using that as our on-air promos. So when it comes to recycling content, you can actually do it within a campaign as well. And believe me, that's a lot more sexier. Once, uh, once you've had that first winning moment on a Monday morning in the breakfast show or in the mid-morning show or in the lunchtime show, to remove your on-now promo and replace it with content of real, real users of your forum, users of your medium, putting them on air is a lot more valuable than the voiceover guy saying, hey, tune in, join the party. Win this, win that. So the when is very important. Then there's where. You've got to decide what platforms you're going to go on to. I mean, in all sincerity, if you, if you haven't thought this through carefully, it's easy to say, we're going to run a competition. We're going to put it in Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. The question is, go back to the why. Who's your audience? Why do you want an in Instagram? Um, sometimes you can, depending on what campaign you're doing and what visuals have been created for it, you can just take the stock image of that campaign and run it. Same, same picture in Facebook, on Instagram, in Twitter. But ideally, that's, you know, that's the lazy man's way. You need to think through and you need to speak to your graphics people about DPR. You need to speak to them about sizes. You need to try and crowdsource from your audience what devices they are using to interact with you. If they're using an app, then great. You know they're on a tablet. You know they're on a mobile phone. But... Perhaps during the day, if you're an adult contemporary station, a lot of your listeners are streaming you. They're on the website because it's easier. Perhaps they're not allowed mobile phones in the office. So these are the things to consider when you're putting a campaign together. Who's the target market? When are they going to be listening? How can I get them to go to another device? Or not not another device, rather, but another platform. And if so, which platform? And how am I going to drive that platform? Because it's got to work for me, and it's got to push back. Ideally... I'm doing something on air, that's also happening online. Online is pushing me to social media or back to the radio station. These things have to connect to each other. I hope I'm making sense. Are you guys awake? Okay. I'm going to move on to 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 the next um, to the next video, which is what we did. We ended up doing for Heritage Day a couple of years ago. I'm um, but before I do that, I just want to just mention something that's invaluable to you. Uh, I've spoken today to a couple of people from various radio stations. Just, hey, how are you? What's happening? And this is radio, so inevitably, oh, this campaign, or oh, this jock, that's just what it is, okay? Accept it, 20 years from now it will be the same. And that's cool, because we're passionate about it. But one of the things that I picked up is a lot of people are starting to talk about structure, you know, is, is the title program manager still relevant in today's age? I think it is. But is it program manager? Or is it content manager? Or is it music manager? Or is it talent manager? I don't know. Give it a name. Bottom line is get the work done. But here's something that's of vital importance. Something I learned from a, a, a magnificent character called Dan O'Day many years ago. Um, we were all born at some point, And when the doctor held us up and smacked our bum, he didn't say, Oh, look, it's a creative one. But yet the word creative is thrown around a lot by ad agencies. It's thrown a lot uh, around a lot by radio and by corporate. The truth of the matter is everybody in your radio station actually is creative, even your financial guy. Believe me, when it gets to the end of the year, he's manipulating figures and doing things. He's not being irregular, trust me. He's, there's, there's no fraudulent activity here because he's going to get a clean audit. But you can be creative in how you present things and how you do things. Everybody does it. It's in the same way that you'll never hear anyone actually fart on air. (laughs) So we're creative in how we go about doing things. When you go to an architect, if you're fortunate enough, I've never worked with an architect before because I haven't been able to sit and plan my whole house, but architects are clever. They ask you what you need, you tell them, and then they try and squeeze 40,000 people into a space that should only hold 10,000 and do it so that structurally it's safe for the insurance company. There's a lot of creatives in your business. In fact, our slogan, Your Music, Your World, and I'm pleased to say this, many years ago we changed our slogan. We had three, let's call them ad agencies work with us, um, some big multinationals included, and we struggled to come up with something that would make sense. And um, eventually we crowdsourced between the three of them down to four or five liners that were going to potentially be the new slogan of the radio station. We workshopped with with our staff, which are now not the creative staff, the entire staff. And our receptionist, who's our receptionist to this day, Daphne Yorch, wonderful lady, actually came up with a slogan, because we all thought that what was lying on the table had been used before, was hackneyed, etc. And we came up with the slogan, Your Music, Your World. Let me rephrase, Daphne, our receptionist, who used to be our tea lady and cleaner, came up with our slogan, and we loved it immediately. And it was Your Music, Your World, And since then, a lot of people have followed with your this, your that, our this, my that. Um, So don't write off anyone in your business, including your debtor's clerk. They're normally very creative. Go look at their debtor's days. I'm going to move on to Heritage Day before I start boring you. Um, Heritage Day was complex for us. I I think, like, like I alluded to earlier, Heritage Day means different things to different people. But ultimately, what we tried to achieve was to get Everybody, and I mean everybody in our footprint, this was one of those campaigns where we just said, guys, it's a, it's a blue sky out there. We can do with this campaign whatever we want to do. It doesn't matter. There are no rules. Let's have fun with our audience. Let's try and figure out a way to get everybody to connect. Because here's one thing I can tell you about South Africans, and you would have probably seen this recently. Um, we've been plagued with some devastating fires. Um, in the garden route in the Eastern Cape over the last while. They, they were shocking. Horrible. I mean, Lance Rothschild, who's the CEO of the Liberty Radio Awards, was personally fighting fires just, just outside his home. Um, it was terrible, but here's the one thing I can take, say for all South Africans. When the crisis hits, we pull together and there's another thing that happens. Weird things happen, man. You, hear, you go to a soccer match and you hear um, in Kalakata, everybody's dancing. You hear Impi, everybody's dancing so the Africans like to come together around things that are important because we all aspire to that great rainbow nation and that's what we utilized fairly so in this campaign
1: heritage day means different things to different people While some are serious about the day itself and what it represents, others are simply happy to enjoy the day off. Our GoFM wanted to do something fun, inclusive, memorable and interactive to bring our audience closer together and share in our collective heritage. On a limited budget of 25,000 Rand, we wanted to create an engaging multi-platform campaign to echo the diversity of South Africa. We decided to create a virtual downloadable South African flag using photos of our audience. Each daytime presenter or team chose a specific flag color which became their team color. Photos of our presenters dressed in their specific flag color were posted on Facebook, Instagram and our website. We then invited our audience to choose a team, get all dressed up in their team color, take a photo and submit it online or via email for a chance to win a thousand rand and be featured in our virtual flag. During the week prior to Heritage Day, presenters encouraged the audience on air to choose their team. Team Red and Christian, is one for you. 1,000 rand in cash and also a whole bunch of Elgo FM goodies.
0: Oh, thank you so, so much.
1: We used various platforms to encourage participation and showcase entries. Beyond our wildest imagination, the interaction and enthusiasm shown by our audience took this campaign to a whole new level friends family colleagues classmates and even pets were invited to rally behind and join their team poems were written collages created parties were hosted and listeners phoned in to express their team loyalty on air only the best pictures were selected and just before heritage day we revealed our downloadable virtual south african flag online
0: such
1: an awesome idea all, i can't wait to see it Ultimately, we celebrated Heritage Day with our audience by embedding them in the very fabric that is the flag.
0: So that was the basic concept. Um, It was tricky. One of the biggest challenges that we had with this campaign was, you know, it's sometimes great to come up with this wonderful idea. And, And the concept for us was, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we take all of our listeners, get them excited to be a part of something really cool, which is the very fabric, which is South Africa, which is the flag, how can we do that? That was what was going through our minds. And then we came up with this concept of splitting out the, the flag colors and giving it each, each show or each individual or each team would get a color and they'd encourage their listeners. So, you know, Darren and the breakfast team would encourage you got to be team blue. This is where you got to enter. We want to win. We want the most entries, but you got to go and do this and you got to go and do that. People blew us away, seriously. Um, there's, a, there's a client of ours, Titsikama Water. I don't know if you're familiar with the brand. It's much like Valpre, It's still bottled water, but they really came on board in a nice way. They actually they hosted a party, and what they did was all the water that was bought, that money went to charity, um, and then they took all the empty bottles and they actually made a dress for one of the ladies that worked with them, and that was their entry. Is this this lady in this blue dress? So people want to have fun, and I think that's the key thing. Um, they involve their pets, they involve their kids, they involve their office workers, and that was the fun for us. In fact, the engagement we received on this campaign to this day makes us go, how do we top that? Because it, it's, it was sincerely difficult to top. 885 pictures made it into that flag. The biggest challenge of which was for our graphic design team of, uh, of Marna and Sinazo, who to this day are going, Elf, please don't do that to us again, because they had to find a way to create this, this flag and turn it into some form of a fabric, like a jersey or a crocheting type of thing, and then embed those photographs so that you could zoom in and go and find your photo. The, the BCA on this campaign for us, because we do a post-campaign analysis every time we run a campaign, especially our own, because that's the best place to learn. You know, you... you You don't want to make mistakes on a client campaign so when a client campaign walks through the door you do everything in your power you throw everything at it and you make it work Um, something we've had a lot of success with over the last while as well but in terms of our own campaigns we I mean clients insist on a PCA so why wouldn't I insist on a PCA we did the post campaign analysis of this campaign um, and we said to ourselves how do we top it well The only way we could have improved on that campaign, to our knowledge, was to take it down to street level, do activations, something we didn't do or even consider doing at the time. Um, Potentially, we could have made framed Heritage Day flags, which would then highlight whoever the winners of those flags were and frame them, so that they would always have this permanent South African flag, but the highlighted bubble of where their photo is, 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 is elected. The other thing we could have done is we could have run a, a competition to see how quickly you could find your photograph in the flag. Um, but ultimately, that's the thing that we have to do, is we have to challenge ourselves continually. You know, you do a great campaign, and there's some great campaigns on air right now, but you do the campaign and you walk away from it. And a campaign is normally, we need a big idea, and then people start saying, we need a promo Um, we need a visual, we need a prize, and they run the campaign. But it's more than that, guys. You have to start thinking, we as an industry have to start thinking about how do we make things more exciting? How do we take it to the next level? Um, It's something we challenged ourselves with a couple of years ago. We identified in our business, we felt that, and it's just, I mean, I don't mind saying this, at one stage, just through, for whatever reason, we ended up with one creative person, if you like, who was on a contract to us. But when we wanted someone to do something, they were not contract to someone else. And eventually we said, no, we need to bring this in us. And since we did that, it's made a unique difference. And I, and I urge you, take something as simple as a mug. Go back to your radio stations. I promise you, you'll, you'll do yourself a favor. Take a, take a mug, even if it's the radio station mug, but just take any old mug of coffee, take a photograph of it, And email it to all the staff of the radio station. And and get get your station manager to force them to enter this competition and give them something, a day off, whatever the case may be. But all you want them to do is this they've got to answer the following question What do you see? And you'll be surprised at what you get back because we all think visually. We all think visually. Driving here from the airport this morning, I've never been at this venue. I've been at the university, but I've never been in this venue. And I was trying to imagine what it would be like. Would there be a stage with a raised platform? You know, what would the roof structure be like? What would the lighting be like? We think visually. That's just who we are as human beings. And if you look at learning and study techniques today in terms of what's happening with millennials and ADHD, visual studies become very, very important. And guess what? Everybody thinks visually. So take that, take that coffee mug idea. I promise you it will blow your mind in terms of what you get back. Because not everybody will see a cup of coffee, I promise you, you'll be very surprised. And some people will try and be creative, and that's a good thing. And try and encourage more creativity in your business, because creativity is quintessentially the benchmark of what we do in radio. When we're selling a song that we're playing on air, whether we are back-announcing, whether we're doing a tease for news coming up, whether we're doing an ad hoc mention for a client campaign or something that we've generated ourselves. We can be that much more creative if we just put our minds to it. And like I say, everybody in your radio station is creative. There's not any one person or any one department that should solely carry that responsibility. People will surprise you. Um, I'm just about done. There's just one or two things that I want to run through. A couple of things that I've stolen from conferences I've been to in the past. Always ask yourself the question when you're planning a campaign. Like I said, very important is... who who's your target market you want to know why you're doing it what is the result that you're hoping to achieve our result with heritage day was simple we wanted people to talk about the radio station we wanted people to think about heritage day in a different way we wanted to bring people together and we managed to achieve that but have the result in mind don't do something because you think it's going to be cool or because you think it's going to trend or because you think it's going to win you an award If that's your motive, fine, then pack it from that perspective. But always have one very clear goal in mind. Um, In terms of the win, again, remember the timing. Most capable radio people after two years can write a really good promo. And if you're lucky enough to have access to great voices and great effects, you can create fantastic promos that will go on air, and if you have good production people, you can do that in 10 minutes. I kid you not. Graphics, however, takes a little bit longer. So think about that. If you want an integrated multimedia campaign, you need to give your team time to plan it so that it can execute and give you the results that you hope to attend. The how is also important. Um, how are you going to execute the campaign? What will the mechanic be? You want to keep it as simple as possible. In this instance, for Heritage Day, I mean, we gave away 25 grand. We literally gave away 1,000 rand per show for five days. That's all we did. But what we asked people to do was to actually... Mission. They had to go and find something that was a specific color, take a photo and submit it. It's a lot to ask for a thousand rand or for a chance to win a thousand rand, but they did it because it was fun and it was engaging. Um, and then, lastly, a couple of things I want to share with you is there's this thing called UGC, it's user generated content. Again, in Heritage Day, what we did was as people started sending us photos, we changed all of our online social media on now and call to action promos to highlight the entries we were getting in because that immediately encouraged people to get excited about it because if so-and-so can do it, I can do it better. And it just built, it it swelled and it swelled and it swelled into something really, really awesome for us. So user-generated content should also be recycled in promos. And then lastly, always ask yourself this question, If I am the listener to this radio station, if I am someone who follows this radio station on Facebook, if I'm following their tweets, if I'm following them on Instagram, if I engage with them on a mobile platform or on the website, and you're running a competition, WIFM. What's in it for me? Always a good place to start. And lastly, but by no means least, we started off at Algoa three, four years ago saying what is the goal of the campaign and work our way backwards we've now leapfrogged into another space where I've said to the team and this happened last year how would you like to present me with a post campaign analysis we start there and then we work backwards to build the campaign it's I know it's a little bit different but it's something to consider guys always think about the result and then how you're going to achieve it, as opposed to, this is going to be cool. Because this is going to be cool doesn't always achieve the result. But have fun doing it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We're out of time, but if there are very pressing questions... Okay, I think let's wrap it there. Thanks very much, That's been Thank-